Hey, good Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome into your favorite feature of the week and mine, Trail Tidbits with the guy, Matt Ray. Uh, Matt, we are motoring right along through the high school football season as we look at Tennessee targets and key, key targets and some commits, how they're faring throughout the high school football season. We're in the month of October, and then, you know, once Halloween comes and gone, it's postseason football time, and we start talking about that, and then we start talking about signing period and then get these guys in for bowl practice and then for junior days and then for spring i mean it just you know just motor right along yeah i mean i mean week seven of the high school season in the books and some big games across the country this week Um, a big one in in knoxville with bradley central coming to town and defeating farragut 28 to 20 just a a big game and now it kind of sets up a matchup between Farragut and Maryville at the end of the year that will have postseason implications. Uh, but Boo Carter shined, Marcus Gorey shined. Uh, so uh, overall, man, the the high school football season is slowly getting away from us. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Um, let's start with the official visitors and one big time unofficial visitor from last week. Uh, quickly, kind of talk on Daniel Hill, um, the running back, of course, and then then Cam Michael. And then kind of transition to Jordan Seaton. Jordan Seaton was unofficial, but that was a big time visit because he had a good time and then plans to be back for an official later this season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, starting with Daniel Hill, a guy that you got into town on Saturday because he had a game on Friday night. Um, but for him, I think Tennessee really, you know, did all they could there. We'll see what happens coming out of the visit. It does feel like Tennessee's ahead of South Carolina. Coming out of the visit, I don't think I would have said that beforehand. It felt like an Alabama-South Carolina battle at that point. feels like the Gamecocks have taken a step back, but it still feels like Tennessee's probably chasing the Crimson Tide in this one. The, the longer it goes, the better it is for Tennessee, in my opinion. I know you don't always say that coming off an official visit. just still feels like there's work to be done there um, with Daniel Hill. And then with Cam Michael, a guy that, you know, did not have a game this week. So made it into town on Friday and got his official visit rolling then. And Tennessee was really able to make him feel like a priority this weekend. There's a comfort level there for Cam Michael. And, you know, Tennessee has been at or near the top of this thing for some time. You know, coming out of the weekend, have no reason to think any differently at this point. Texas A&M to me is the team you have to watch right now. Um, Georgia's laying in the weeds, maybe, if you will. They're trying to get him to campus here in October to have more discussions about him potentially playing wide receiver. But we'll see if that visit comes. Cam's been pretty open in his process about everything and the way that he's handled everything. And currently, as it stands, he is only planning to see Texas A&M this upcoming weekend and Kentucky at the end of the month when they play Tennessee. Then from there, it will be a decision sometime early in November. Um, you know, Georgia, the, the home state school, the two-time defending national champions, we've said this, it seems like, every week on the show for the last three, four weeks. You can't count them out. You have to watch them. But they're a little late to the party in terms of, of how they've recruited Cam Michael. And he's talked a good bit about wanting to play offense, and they never wavered on it here until the decommitment of Nye Carr, which I think for him, you know, answers some questions, um, you know, they, they didn't want him at that time, it seemed like, as a as a wide receiver. Now, maybe you can repair that bridge, but, you know, we'll see. But, obviously, the, the big news coming into the weekend was Jordan Seaton, and I think that's where a lot of attention was turned, especially on the general's quarters coming out of the weekend with, with Jordan Seaton, just an elite 
elite offensive tackle prospect, a guy that has been really diligent in the process and he's been trying to work something out to get to Tennessee for some time. It seemed like it would only be an official visit, but the Vols able to get him there for an unofficial visit is just huge. He had a really great time. Those around him had a really great time. Tennessee, Tennessee did as well as they could in this visit for Jordan Seaton. Um, you know, should get him back to campus sometime next month on an official visit and have a chance to really push down the stretch um, heading into signing day. And obviously, you've still got a number of schools involved, Florida, Alabama, Ohio State still working some there as well. I mean, there's there's too many to mention that are all trying to do something with Jordan Seaton. You're, you're not as good as he is and, and not getting the attention that you deserve. So a guy that you know, I think has real genuine interest in Tennessee at this point in the process. He um, he told me beforehand that uh, the atmosphere's, you know, I've heard it's going to be cool, but I'm really focused on looking at the offensive line. Now, when he comes out of the visit, the atmosphere blew, you know, blew him away a little bit. Um, he had not experienced a, a game day atmosphere like that to this point. Um, but he, again, he focused on the offensive line, and the big selling point that Tennessee has right now is that they produced Darnell Wright, um, turned him into a top-ten draft pick, and that mm-hmm. certainly caught Jordan Seaton's attention. But then on Saturday night, he saw John Campbell probably play his best game as a Vol. Um, so he was really impressed with that. He, I think he's starting to build some trust in, in Glenn Ellerby as a developer. Um, and then, you know, he he's hit it off with Boo Carter. And that's a guy that has been in his ear for some time now. They took a visit to Colorado. They were together all pregame, uh, hung out throughout the day on Saturday. And, and I think they relate really well. And I think that when you look at Jordan Seaton and you look at the way that he's approaching the recruiting process, you heard me say earlier that he's really diligent in the way that he does things. But he's really looking – at the development, the opportunity, and I think the popular thing to say nowadays, especially in this NIL era, is it's just going to be the highest bidder, right? No, that's not the case for for Jordan Seaton. He's going to have NIL opportunities wherever he goes. He's going to have early playing time opportunities wherever he goes. He's really interested in development. He's really interested in relationships with the coaches and relationships with those players around him. So, you know, Having Boo Carter in his ear consistently is something that's only helping Tennessee at this point, in my opinion. So you bring up Boo Carter in relation to Jordan Seaton, recruiting him, peer recruiting him, uh, doing a good job last couple weekends, and of course this past weekend while on Rocky Top. Let's uh, let's kind of go into our, our stat portion of the uh, the mini pod here, and let's let's start with Boo Carter. You look at the bottom here of this graphic if you're watching on YouTube, Boo Carter. Um, big game AP was over there to watch him in, in Knox County and, um, he was playing some safety, put out some video, but on the offensive end, 50 yard, go ahead, touchdown reset or go ahead, uh, touchdown reception for Boo Carter just continues to make plays on both ends of the field. Yeah. Nice one-handed grab for Boo Carter. And, you know, when AP asked him about that on Saturday, you know, just kind of said, Hey, I could see it was overthrown and I've got gears in me that most people don't even know about. And I see that it was a little bit over my head and I hit another gear. I went and got it. And ultimately it ended up being, you know, the deciding factor in a one score ball game against Farragut kept Bradley central undefeated. Uh, just a guy that man, he, he really shined last fall at CCS. He's made the transition to Bradley central and has probably only played better football 
on both sides of the ball. A real, a real candidate, um, if not the the favorite, in my opinion, to be Mr. Football in Class 6A this fall. All right, let's continue on. Look at a uh, Tennessee commit, five-star Mike Matthews. Six receptions, 168 yards, and 50% of his receptions were for six. Three touchdowns on the day for Tennessee's five-star Mike Matthews. Big game for Mike Matthews is um, Parkview bounced back with a win over South Gwinnett. Uh, Mike Matthews making the most of his opportunities. Again, Parkview pretty heavily run base, but they started to throw the ball some here in the second half of the season. Uh, incoming transfer at quarterback ahead of the season seems to be settling in. So that obviously helps some things. Everything's not going to be smooth and in that right, right away. Um, but to have Mike Matthews there as a security blanket should certainly help anybody. But for him, um, three touchdowns, six receptions, 168 yards. He's already rewrote the history books at Parkview and is continuing to do so. Um, he, he was really pleased with his performance on Friday night. I spoke to him about it on Saturday, and he's not a guy that, um, you know, really gets overly excited about anything. But he, he was pretty pleased that 50% of his catches went for six and almost 200 yards. All right, so another solid performance for Mike Matthews. Let's go to a guy that we haven't really talked about much this season, but just continues to produce and produce and produce. That is linebacker Jordan Burns. Ten tackles, two TFLs, a 92-yard rushing with a touchdown on the offensive end as well. Uh, Tennessee's linebacker commit Jordan Burns. Yeah, Jordan Burns. When, when I sat down with his coach in the summer ahead of Jordan's commitment, we talked a lot about Jordan's game and the developmental side of things. And Jordan didn't make the switch at Pace Academy to inside linebacker until late in the fall um, last season. And primarily as an edge, a guy that was, you know, being used as a rover, moving all around. You can see that right here in this film. And he was productive. But as a inside linebacker has just really hit everything that moves, um, continuing to, to process better, see the football better, and, diag and diagnose the play. Um, he's just been really productive for Pace Academy this fall. And then on the other side of the ball, just toting the rock, you know, 92 rushing yards and a touchdown and, um, you know, a guy that is really just kind of starting to scratch the surface of his potential, if you will. All right, so Jordan Burns, a guy, again, like I mentioned, we haven't really talked about a whole lot, but just continues to produce and produce and produce. Uh, a big reason the bye week is so critical in terms of recruiting is because it's a chance for Tennessee's coaching staff to get out and see some junior college prospects. Those guys play on Saturdays. Tennessee won't play on Saturdays. So uh, who are some guys? I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at three guys right here, um, and we look at the graphic here. Only two guys are on the graphic. But you got Jamal Wallace, a couple of ju junior college defensive linemen. Jamal Wallace, four tackles a sack. Kamari Copeland, uh, five tackles. And uh, Breen Taylor is another defensive lineman that we're going to highlight here today. Um, how big is it for Tennessee to go out and, and see some of these guys? Maybe these guys this weekend, but... Uh, of course, junior college, very much a big part of recruiting as well, still is, even though you have the transfer portal era. Yeah, I think it's big for Tennessee. They, they've they had these guys on their board for some time. Um, the junior college film lined up to start the season. You kind of treat it just like you treat the high school film, right? If you like somebody but you really haven't had a chance to see them in person or get them to campus, you want to see if that film continues to stack up. It did for all three of these guys that – 
we've mentioned here, and Tennessee offered all of them. Now the now the task is is to get them to campus yeah. at some point. Jamal Wallace here expected to take an official visit to Tennessee the weekend of November 18th. At this point, Kamari Copeland and Brian Taylor are working to make their plans for an official visit. Um, you know, but Tennessee will have the opportunity here on this bye week as the recruitment of all three of these guys have heated up to get out and see them stand on the sidelines, watch their game. And that makes an impression on these kids, right? You know, you, you can't, you can't have communication with them, but you, you can go out and watch them and it makes an impression that you're going out during your season to see me play out here at Iowa Western, you know, <laughs> like there, there's not a lot of people coming out there. Um, but I think in a lot of ways, you know, it's big for Tennessee to get out and see those guys and further solidify how they feel about those evaluations. And then, you know, it's just an opportunity. Every time you can can be there for a guy, see a guy, it just goes a lot further in the recruiting process. So a big opportunity for Tennessee with those three guys throughout this week. All right, so I know you guys are going to have a whole lot of more information, Mailbag Podcast, the War Room later in the week, but uh, maybe here earlier in the week, do you know um, kind of where some coaches might be going this weekend? And we talked about junior college, but uh, pretty much the expectation is you want you want to take advantage of this this weekend off, get out, see some players, see what's going on, and so we'd expect Tennessee pl- uh, coaches to be all over the country. Yeah, you know, I think I think you summed it up pretty well right there. I just think Tennessee coaches are going to hit the recruiting trail really hard this week, uh, mul- probably multiple spots as they can. Um, we expect them to go out to California, see a new tight end that they're looking at in 2024, Cole Harrison. You expect them to see the junior college prospects. But, I mean, I really think you're going to see a lot of work from Tennessee here this week, and we'll have a lot more of, on that in the war room on Friday. He is Matt Ray. Trail tidbits every Wednesday right here at VolQuest.com and VolQuest on the YouTube channel. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Like this video if you're watching on YouTube, get in front of more Tennessee fans, and stay subscribed wherever you get your podcast. Trail Tidbits every Wednesday with Matt Ray. Matt, appreciate it as always, man. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good, man. All that and more right here at VolQuest.com.